Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I'm your host, Allie. Today, we're going to be talking about something that thankfully is gaining more awareness, and that is declawing cats. We're going to be talking about why people declaw cats, why people should not declaw cats, and what they can do instead. So we're going to be talking about this in just a second, but first, let's go ahead and talk about some animal news. So last time, some of you may remember that we talked a little bit about the suspicious activity that was happening at the Dallas Zoo, and just an update on that. Another incident happened recently where two tamarind monkeys were stolen from their habitat and actually were left at an abandoned house. Thankfully, authorities found the tamarind monkeys and they are now, I believe, still in quarantine at the zoo, but obviously being taken care of by the staff there. And actually, they finally have an individual who they believe is the primary suspect of the tamarind incident. However, they're not sure if this is the same individual who is also responsible for the other suspicious activities happening around the zoo lately, such as the deceased vulture they had found within its habitat, or the mysterious situation where the leopard was missing for several hours and then mysteriously returned. They're just not sure if this is the same guy who is linked with those incidences as well, or if there's another person. So hopefully we'll find out more soon and that finally we can put an end to all of the mystery surrounding these incidences. And on another note, Valentine's Day is coming up, which, you know, Valentine's Day is really one of those holidays where you either really love it and you're into it or you really could not care less. <laughs> um, my husband and I are kind of right in the middle between that. On one hand, it's kind of like, oh yeah, we can you know, do something, give each other a card, maybe, whatever. But um, we're definitely not the kind to go all out and try to make reservations at a restaurant with like a ton of other people because we're introverts and that's just not our thing. I know that in general, Valentine's Day can kind of be, you know, a hard time for many people, especially if you maybe you recently broke up from a relationship, maybe you recently lost a loved one, you know, I know that this holiday can kind of really be a hit or miss for people. But here are a few unique things you can do for the animals this Valentine season. The first being making a donation to your favorite rescue, sanctuary, or shelter. Of course, this can either be financially or in the form of goods. So, for example, if you're really into baking, you can make... Uh, heart-shaped dog treats, you know, just get the cookie cutters, bake them. Actually, my husband and I have a friend who she makes gourmet dog treats and they are so cute. <laughs> She's really talented, but um, she makes really cute dog treats. And that would be kind of a fun thing to do, especially if you have kids you want to involve in this. You can all bake together and then find cute little bags, Valentine's themed bags, and then you know, donate them to your local rescue or shelter. Or you could spread the love by making homemade blankets, which is always a win for shelters and rescues. And I'm sure actually some sanctuaries as well, maybe with some of their residents needing blankets. One of the things I love about Joann's is all of their seasonal fabric prints. You can find all kinds of really cute fabric prints at Joann's and then make your own Valentine's themed blankets. 
that's definitely a labor of love and a fun way to celebrate Valentine's Day this season and also help animals. But (laughs) I saved the best for last because this one actually is really funny. I just, I think it's so... (laughs) There is a humane society in Ohio called Animal Friends Humane Society. And they're doing a really funny and creative fundraiser for Valentine's Day. Pardon me, but the fundraiser is called Do You Have a Crappy X? And essentially for a $5 donation, they will write your ex's name in a litter box and give it to the cats to let them do what they do best. (laughs) And apparently on Valentine's Day, they will post a video on Facebook showcasing the various names that were sent in and in the litter boxes. So again, it's just something kind of funny and unique and it's a funny way to help the animals. But um, again, they're called Animal Friends Humane Society in Ohio. The fundraiser is going on from now until February 12th. And then yeah, they'll be showing that video on Valentine's Day on their Facebook page. So go check them out. It's just a funny creative fundraiser and (laughs) it definitely sparked my attention. I thought it was really funny, but okay. Anyways, with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. All right. So decline cats. I'm just going to say this from the very beginning. Decline cats is an inhumane practice. There's just no beating around the bush with this. I'm so grateful that more people are realizing the severity of what it means to declaw a cat. And I am so grateful that there are numerous countries that have actually banned this practice unless it's deemed necessary for the cat's health. Countries like Australia, Belgium, Brazil, Italy, England, Ireland, Israel, all of these countries have banned this practice, plus more plus more countries than what I just named. I'm not sure what it is about the U.S., but we need to change something. Because even with the 50 states, there's only two that have banned this practice. New York and I believe Maryland as well. And actually, according to the Virginia Mercury website, animal advocates in Virginia were trying to have a bill that would essentially make declawing cats a $500 civil penalty for the first violation, and then a $1,000 violation for the second penalty, and then a $2,500 fine for the third and any subsequent violation. But the bill ended up failing to advance from a House subcommittee last month. Apparently, the bill was tabled in a House Agriculture Chesapeake and Natural Resources subcommittee. And I guess the biggest question I have about all of this is, why would anybody vote against this? Especially if they knew what exactly went into the procedure and what exactly it meant for the quality of life for the cat afterwards. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's back up a little bit and talk more about the beginnings and why people tend to declaw their cats in the first place. Interestingly enough, the idea of declawing cats kind of came up in the 1950s. Obviously, it wasn't practiced at this point, but it was an idea. 
And I'm sure maybe it was a well-meaning idea for whoever owned a cat. By the time it was in the 70s and 90s, researchers thought, oh, this doesn't cause any long-term pain for the cat. Unfortunately, that was not the case, which we know now. So this procedure of declawing cats is, I'm not going to say it's fairly new at all. It's been around for several decades. But now, recently, more and more people are realizing that this is not an okay procedure to do, especially when you consider the quality of life for the cat. Most of the time, the reason why people want to declaw cats is sheerly because cats having claws is an inconvenience for the owner. Whether that be the cat is shredding up the couch, whether that be the cat is shredding up the curtains, you can kind of start picking up where I'm going with this. There are just some people who do not want to deal with a cat having claws. And, you know, I do understand that there are some individuals that may be immune compromised and a cat scratch could do some serious harm. And it could actually get to the point where it becomes life-threatening. But the good news is, is that whether it be for this reason, whether it be because your cat is scratching up your couch, there are ways you can redirect them to scratch something else or actually work with your vet to figure out what a good option or solution would be for you and your cat. But let's talk a little bit more about what goes into this kind of procedure. Because I think a lot of people have the misunderstanding that declawing cats means you're just removing the nail. Kind of like you would be removing a fingernail or something. But unfortunately, it goes way deeper than that. You see, cats are one of the few animals that actually walks on their toes. We all love some good old cat toe beans. (laughs) Yeah, cat kitten toe beans are just the cutest. But yes, cats are one of the few mammals that actually walk on their toes, which I think is an important thing to know as we kind of look a little bit more into the anatomy of a cat and the physiology, because as we know, cat claws can retract and extend kind of like their little mini X-Men wolverines. But all of this has a purpose because according to declawing.com, which by the way is an amazing resource if you want to learn more about declawing and what exactly that means. They say that, quote, a cat's claws are used for balance, for exercising, and for stretching the muscles in their legs, back, shoulders, and paws. They go on to say that the toes help the foot meet the ground at a precise angle to keep the leg, shoulder, and back muscles and joints in proper alignment, unquote. Now, the reason why it's important to know all of this is because the nail is not just a regular nail. It's actually part of a bone within their nail. And I want to quote declawing.com again because I want to make sure that I can relay this information the best way possible and really their wording sums it up really well. So to quote once again, to remove the claw, the bone, nerve, joint capsule, collateral ligaments, sorry, and the extensor and flexor tendons all must be amputated, unquote. So essentially, it's 10 separate amputations removing a portion of the cat's toes. So a really good real-life example that you might be able to help you understand better is essentially it'd be like removing 
the last digit of your finger, the very tip of your finger, that last section would just be all amputated. But even still, that's not even a fair representation because you don't put your weight on your fingers. Unlike a cat who puts all of their weight on their toes. The declawing website gives a really interesting graphic to look at so you can really see better what exactly it means with the claw being attached to the toe and the various ligaments around that. Um, if you have a chance, I definitely recommend checking it out. Actually, I'll go ahead and include the link into the description of this podcast so then you can check it out on your own time. But yeah, I mean, amputating, literally amputating part of the cat's toes simply because they do not want the cat to scratch the furniture or damage the curtains or really whatever else. The sad part is, is that after the procedure is done, the cats now experience pain because they put their weight on their toes. And so now you'll have new problems arise such as aggression or fear because one, they're in pain and two, they are now defenseless without their claws, which by the way, if they happen to run outside, they now don't have a way to defend themselves unless they use their teeth. Which also brings back to if they're feeling aggravated instead of scratching you, now they're going to bite you. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense to me to remove their claws when now you have a cat that's in pain, that might be afraid, that might be aggravated, and that may now have poor associations with the litter box because when they hop inside, it's painful for them to stand in there. So now you have a cat that may not want to use a litter box. And because of all of this, there have been people that will surrender their cat after they have their toes amputated, aka declawed, because they now have a cat that has behavioral issues. I just don't understand. I don't understand this. And it breaks my heart that we are still allowing this procedure in the U.S. Now, this is something that I didn't even think was a reality, but declawing.com, they go on to say that, quote, many vets and clinic staff deliberately misinform and mislead clients into believing that declawing removes only the claws in hopes that clients are left with the impression that the procedure is a minor surgery comparable to a spay-slash-neuter procedure and certainly doesn't involve amputation of the terminal toe bone, ligaments, and tendons, unquote. It's sad to me that there are vets out there that are actually trying to rationalize and convince owners that declawing is okay. This is why it's good to be informed and to know that, no, this kind of procedure is not okay, and you may have bigger problems on your hands down the road because of this procedure because of this amputation. I should say amputation to begin with because procedure makes it seem more light when in reality it is 10 separate amputations. Like I said before, I am grateful that there is progress being made and that more people are realizing and understanding that declawing amputations are harmful. There may be extreme circumstances that really just 
there's nothing you can do about and maybe there is a tumor growing around the, the claw or the nail and your vet recommends that yes in this situation we need to declaw a cat but those circumstances i think are fairly rare obviously i'm not a vet i can't say off the top of my head whether or not those kinds of situations are frequent or not but to simply declaw a cat out of convenience for yourself i just there's no way i can get behind that but thankfully there are other ways we can handle cats scratching things that do not involve declawing them so i'm really excited to jump into this last section Something that we began struggling with with our cat, Dr. Cookie, as some of you have seen before, um, there was a phase where she started to scratch the couch. And obviously, like many people, we, we wanted to try and stop that before it became a really bad habit. And we went on to Chewy, I think, I think it was on Chewy.com, or maybe it was Amazon, one of the two, but we found double-sided sticky tape that was designed specifically for, you know, you putting it on furniture. If a cat tries to scratch, you know, their paw will kind of stick a little bit to it and they won't like how it feels. So we tried that and it did not take long at all for Cookie to be like, no, I do not like how this feels. This is weird. And she stopped. Um, We have a cat tower for her and oftentimes we'll find her scratching on that which is great because it's sturdy, so it won't topple over, and it's her cat tower, you know, that's her space. So we were really happy that she kind of redirected her need and desire to scratch onto something that was appropriate for her to scratch on. Websites like humanesociety.org, they have a whole page that talks about declawing cats, and at the end of the page, they talk about ways that you can try to help stop cats from scratching on various objects. And one of the things that they mentioned was, quote, anytime you see your cat scratching the posts or boards you've set out, reinforce the good behavior with praise or a treat, unquote. Which is a great idea because any sort of positive reinforcement will make the cat more likely to then choose that option as opposed to the sticky couch. (laughs) You know what I mean? So reinforcing that, giving them praise, um, finding their favorite treat. I really like that idea that they mentioned. Now, something that I haven't really heard about before, but could also be another option in addition to, you know, the sticky tape or putting out more scratching boards, more scratching posts out and praising them, giving them a treat, is products like Soft Paws. Soft Paws is essentially a vinyl cap, I guess, that kind of goes on to your cat's claws. Now, I wasn't too sure how I felt about it initially when I first heard about it, but then as I started researching, I was like, okay, maybe this could be interesting and a good alternative. Soft Paws is a vinyl cap that gets glued on to your cat's nails. And I think this is the part where I felt a little bit unsure about it just because of being glued but the caps actually naturally fall off once your cat's claws keep growing out. And so it's not like a permanent cap. And if at any point you want to remove the cap, you can cut 
the tip off and it will remove, I guess, the suction, I think if I remember correctly. And so it can help remove the cap. At least that's where I, what I read. So I've never tried this on cookie. I don't feel a need to try this on cookie, but you know, this could be a humane alternative to declawing. You can have a vet help you put the soft paws on. You can go to the soft paws website and learn more about the product there. Um, they do claim that it's non-toxic. So even if your cat happens to ingest a soft paw cap, it won't cause them any harm. This is something you can talk with your vet as an option. And like I said, it's a humane alternative to declawing a cat. Plus, if you're into that kind of thing, they have various colors of caps. So it can look like that, like your cat has painted toenails. I don't know if that's a seller for you, but um, they do have clear and white and black and basic colors too. But it's, it's something to look into for sure if you find that the other alternatives aren't working for you and you want to keep going humane route, which I highly encourage check out them and see if it's a good option for you and your cat. You know, I think it's amazing being able to have a companion cat. They're funny with their personalities. Cookie cracks me up sometimes because (laughs) she just, uh, she's so funny. I call her little bear sometimes or a little bear cub because the way she runs is so cute. It reminds me of a little bear, but you know, we want to see companion animals thrive and to enjoy life and to know that they're safe causing them unnecessary harm and pain just for sheer convenience of not having your couch scratched when there's other humane alternatives just seems you know totally unnecessary cats are amazing claws and all Alrighty, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Humane Nation. Again, our website is still down, but I will keep you updated when things progress with that, hopefully (laughs) soon. And yeah, we're just kind of taking it one step at a time. If you guys need to reach out or have questions or collaboration ideas, we loved having guests on our show you can email us at info at thehumanenation.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye.